Sunshine State Sunshine Wiley here. I am your host and I am excited to say that I have a guest today. Um, he is a wonderful musician that I have the privilege of playing with on a weekly basis. And I'm so excited to have him here because he's such an amazing presence, such an amazing personality. And the stories that I've heard thus far um, have been amazing. But one thing that stands out beyond all of that is that he has also such in a wonderful disposition and I absolutely love to be around people who have a kind heart and a kind spirit regardless of how tough an industry it is that we work in so without further ado I'd like for you all to welcome my friend Alex Wasili. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> Glad to have you on. Glad to um, be here. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Well, you know what? Let's jump right on in. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. What's your history in this industry? Yeah. What got you started? Um, so, hey everyone, my name is Alex Wasili. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I'm a trombone player. Uh, around Chicago. I've lived here almost nine years, which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I got into music at a very young age. Uh, I was just, what was it, uh, 11 years old. I played saxophone for four years and then switched to trombone for high school. Um, I went to a, a really, I was fortunate enough to go to a really great school in Savannah, an arts academy, three hours of music a day. Wow. Um, I picked up trombone really quickly. Um, and I was just saying earlier, um, before we got started, that. Um, that kind of gospel music is what got me into playing music. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did a little clinic uh, at, at the age of 15 with a Grammy gospel or gospel Grammy Award winner named James Bignon. Um, I was gone for a week and then I got a check in the mail and I was so surprised and I said, Mom, what, <laughs> what, what? I got paid to do something this fun? Yeah. And she said, yeah, why don't, you just, why don't you just do that? You know, if it doesn't feel like work, then you should do it. Um, and so I went to DePaul University in Chicago, um, was injected into the, the amazing support of Chicago music scene um, from there. And it's been a wild ride since then. Um, I'm currently touring full time with a band called Dumpster Funk from New Orleans um, and playing with the Larry King Orchestra with you, Sunshine, mm -hmm. and having a great time with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, um, it's music is my entire world now. It's mm. I don't know much else besides it, and I'm proud of that. So mm. if that answers so your question. So was there ever a time when anything else was your world or could have yeah, been? Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I when I was a kid, I wanted to design roller coasters. Cool. Um, but then <laughs> learned you had to be good at math, and that's not my strong suit. So I decided <laughs> to drop that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very passionate about music um, for a number of reasons. As I like to say, if I can take you out of a, a terrible day that you may have had, um, even for five seconds, that to me is a, a win in my book. So. 
Oh, that's awesome. So we just talked about, um, you know, some of your history uh, in music and what got you started and all that good stuff. And I think it's interesting that you started um, in the music industry at such a young age. Like a lot of people don't really know what they want to do that young. And it's like amazing that you got the opportunity and had the support of a parent. Yes. My mom uh, is everything. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to actually say that, like having that type of relationship with your parents is amazing. So your mom was that supportive. Was your dad always on board? Um, So my dad is a professional athlete um, and it was less about. Um, I how, can see how, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I, can I don't see know that. about that, right? Um, I could I could use a couple more laps around the gym, but um, yeah, it was less uh, it was less how the shows go, and it was more to score any goals, which is fine. Um, right. But yeah, my mother is extremely extremely supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the reason that I do this full time. Gotcha. She bought me my instrument. Wow. Um, she you know paid for lessons. She made sure that I was showing up to stuff on time, mm-hmm. um, and I also had an extremely. Uh, I, man, I would say the, the band director I had in high school absolutely changed my entire as- aspect on life mm-hmm. as well as music. It was less band class and it was more life lessons through music right. um, and just learning how to be a professional at a very right. young age. So. so what kind of life lessons were they teaching you? Oh, man. Um, you know, why, why is it that you make music? What is it, when, what is it we are doing for others when we're making music? Um, right. How to reflect on uh, what music makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge. Yeah. About how that it's yeah. not, a, it's not a selfish or it is selfish. You know, music can be very selfish. You can make it just for yourself, but yeah. most of the time we're playing with other people. So learning yeah, how to play yeah. with others, learning how to work, um, with others through music or not and using yeah. lessons that you learn in the band room. So, and eliciting that, uh, emotional response. Absolutely. <laughs> is always a big thing. Chasing the drug of performance. Yes. You know? so. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, leading to chasing that drug of performance how do you handle um the quote-unquote drug part of it like how do you detach yourself from the performance oh man um well it's interesting i was just having this conversation with some people recently about how you can look at a musician's life uh whether it be obviously the real life or their social media and whatnot um and it's it's not a job that you can separate yourself from mm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm. It's a part of your identity. You know, mm. you don't go home from from being a musician. You don't like turn right. it off. You right. know, we're constantly surrounded by music, um, and whether or not you're sitting there analyzing it on the radio, or you're talking about it with friends, or you're showing up to a show mm-hmm. um, to support homies, or you're playing a show, mm-hmm. it's just it becomes you and and your entire identity. You mm-hmm. know, nowadays instead of People saying Alex has work or whatever. There's you know they're saying what where are you playing? What's right. going on? Right. Where can we come support you? Um, and it comes from musicians and non-musicians alike. Um, but if anything, people identify me as a musician. Um, and you know you don't. I don't identify my friend Taylor as an architect. Right. You know I, mm-hmm. he's my friend Taylor. But mm-hmm. from you know for me, yeah, and for you, yeah. and you know for everyone that we know that's a professional musician, it's part of your identity, and right. it's. Um, you kind of got to do that. You got to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, All the time. Right. All the time. Yeah. I mean, this is in a very unkind industry that it, we it are be. in. It can be. It really and can be. But uh-huh. like, so how do you maintain a level of positivity in sure. such a competitive industry? I like to call it my own sense of unyielding optimism. Okay. <laughs> a lot can go wrong. Yes. Uh, whether your gig gets canceled mm-hmm. or... Um, I, I would say the the first step to maintaining a positive attitude is being professional about everything mm. um, all the time okay. as, as, as much as you can be right um, if you make it very very cut and dry um, if something goes sideways or something goes mm-hmm. wrong or something isn't perfect um, 
which it shouldn't be, but if something isn't perfect, you can sort of take a, you can take your emotional response out of it and just mm-hmm. make it um, like, okay, this happened or this didn't happen. I know yeah, it's, it's so, so hard. It's so hard to do <laughs> that, right? It's really hard. When it's your baby. To you know? your, exactly. When it's your, when it's your baby, when you it's have... everything that you've worked so hard to create. Yeah. Um, if something goes wrong, it, it can be difficult to not get bogged down. But you just have to remember that odds are the guests or the people that you're performing for um, have no idea that something went wrong right. or that no idea, you know, uh, right. I'm not just talking about playing a wrong note or something like that. I'm talking about if you're do, if you're hosting a production or a show right. of some sort or yeah. you have a tour book that gets canceled or something, um, odds are people will still support you. And I, as I like yeah. to say before I go on stage um, is no one ever wants to see you fail. Mm-hmm. No one wants to pay money for a show to see you do poorly. Right. Um, they want you to do well. Right. And everyone wants to support you. So right. that's my biggest thing, I think, mm-hmm. going into it and staying positive. Because, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that the, the genre of music that I play the musicians are very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and funk, soul, it. hip-hop, R&B. I've seen like, it. Yeah, it's, it's like a family. Yeah, it it's absolutely like a family, is and a family. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the first time I saw you play, I think it was with, I really don't want to say the wrong band because Pocket I have radio. two. Pocket Radio. Pocket Radio. Pocket Radio mm-hmm. is the first time I saw you. And that entire experience blew me away because it was just like, I'm in a band now, the Second Nature Band, mm-hmm. and that's what Deal. we are, you know? Yeah. And and it's like, I haven't really seen many other bands who are like a real family unit. Definitely. You know? And it, it was so inspiring to see you guys up there because everybody was just like in their element, doing their thing, super excited. It was crazy. But I was like, man, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. So that's well. That, speaking of positive bands, whenever we're around that, everyone in that band, um, I think, was obviously called because of their musicianship, without mm-hmm. a doubt. But right. um, we're also really positive people. That band really encompasses the entire Chicago music scene in terms of positivity and, and mm-hmm. good nature. Um, we're lucky here in Chicago. It's it's competitive, sure, but it's also very supportive. Right. Like right. I, if I if another trombone player is is playing a super cool gig, I'm gonna show up and cheer them on. I'm you know you're never gonna say oh, I want that gig. Like wow. no, no you, wow. you you need yeah you gotta support. That's, I mean that's awesome though because like a lot of people don't do that like well, especially in like. Um, my community which is the vocalist community some of us we don't support each other like that Mm. but like i've seen people literally sit there and tear people to shreds who are up on the stage we're like well she didn't sing that note right or she sang that note bad or she could have approached that better or her tone was horrible and it's like guys just enjoy yourself Mm -hmm. she's in her element or he's in his element relax that's um that brings me to a great point that i learned in school that the only two things that should hear you ever um, talk smack about another musician are your steering wheel or your pillow. Yeah. Um, which is a great, I mean, it's a great way to sink yourself in the scene if you're out there That's talking good. smack in public, right? Um, but on top of that, I like to think that another musician's success is directly correlated to mine. If mm. I see, you know, another trombone player crushing it and playing with someone, right. I, and I'm showing up and supporting them, you know, who knows? If they need a sub, they'll call me, mm-hmm. or vice versa. You right. know what I mean? If I see right. someone you know, screaming and cheering, um, I, I'm gonna think of them if I if I need, you know, to call or sub. But that's why you do well. Well I because try because you, you have know. you <laughs> have a mentality where it's not like I'm the crab in the barrel and I'm trying to pull everybody else down no in order to push myself no, up. No, I'm trying but to that's get why my you homies succeed. on, you know. Exactly. Right, yeah. That's exactly why you succeed. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's it's this is a very collaborative industry and it, right. as someone who plays an instrument 
um, which is a very auxiliary instrument. You know, mm -hmm. horn sections are auxiliary and are right. added after the fact for a lot of right. bands. I cannot afford to not be a team player. So let me ask you this, stepping aside from the musicality of it all, what would be an ideal day for you if you're not playing? If I am not playing or performing or practicing or doing anything music related? Yes. Sure. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I had a day off yesterday, probably like three days off a month where I don't have to do anything. So I live in Humboldt Park in Chicago. Um, but yeah, you know, leave your phone at home, go for a walk, go for a run, get some fresh air. I'll do that. Uh, learning and reading about, um, you know, how, how science affects music. Like yesterday, I spent a lot of time learning about synesthesia. Um, which is how when a musician sees color when they hear sound. Yeah, what do I do? I, I, I like reading, um, I don't know, I like reading and learning things that I don't know about mm -hmm. um, just because it's interesting to talk about them. Uh, with others, when you get the chance, what else? I do enjoy really good food. Um, I'll go to a restaurant by myself, sit at the bar, or, you know, order whatever the chef has prepared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I do enjoy a good cocktail. Okay, nice. Do you find yourself having to be attached to social media? Like, are you one of those people who can't be alone with your thoughts? So social media is obviously a major part of our industry nowadays. Right. Um, it's how you sell yourself. It's how you appear to the world. Um, it's a public, it's a stage that you're standing on all the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it can be really, really helpful. It can be really, really hurtful. Um, I, I would say I'm not in the the realm of self-absorbed social media. Like mm -hmm. I'm not really doing it for the likes, you know? Right, right. Uh, I'm doing it because the shows are awesome and it's fun to go play with my mm -hmm. friends. Right. Um, and to make great music and perform and whatnot. But I do use it, um, I use it frequently, you know, to, to let people know where I'm playing. Right. Um, and obviously I need to upkeep uh, an image or persona right. of performer, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, might be different from my personality in private. But most of you guys know me, uh, yeah. who, or most of y'all who know me know, I'm, I'm, know that I'm pretty much the same across the board. Goofy, right. fun, playful, positive, whatnot, mm -hmm. um, behind the horn or not. But yeah, I don't know. That's social media. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a vacuum tunnel. Yeah, I mean, I know for myself, like, I had to really, really readjust the way that I view social media. Oh, sure. Because when I was first singing, because I do have, um, I do care about the opinions of people and yeah. I have gotten myself sucked into, oh, we all like, yeah. the post and the things that people are saying or the lack thereof mm -hmm. um, on social media. So I had to actually kind of Put, to put things in perspective, I had to be like, okay, look, you are doing this for your passion in order for you to go forward in this and to really um, solidify yourself within yourself first, <laughs> you got to turn this thing off. Sure. You got to back up mm -hmm. because this thing will tear you to shreds. If oh, you let absolutely. It. It'll tear you to shreds. That's a great So point. for sure. me, I had to like say, okay, let's take a step back for a bit. But it is a free platform that you can, you can use to, yes. you know, Yes. That's what I like yes. about it. <laughs> yes. And now what I do, more so than anything else, is I actually only post show-related stuff yeah. on my Facebook. I don't post my personal stuff I on never, there yeah. anymore. You, I sometimes on Twitter, <laughs> I'll throw up something goofy. Like right. if I'm in an airport feeling stressed or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, on Twitter might be the only place where I do that. But everything else is, right. like my Instagram is entirely show-related. Mm -hmm. My Facebook is entirely like, it's yeah. either where you can find me right. or, or show-related. Right, um, right, so, absolutely. Right. Okay, so 
We're going to talk about relationships. <laughs> so how exactly do relationships fit into your life? And have you had any successes? Sure. Um, so I have been single for about a year mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, I would say relationships, though, can be difficult. Um, I would say personal friendly relationships obviously are easy. It's great. Mm -hmm. to, it's, easy, it's nice to have people to talk to you to text when you're in the van or the bus or the plane or whatever. Right. Um, I do have tons of people that I keep in touch with and mm -hmm. all of my friends, obviously. Um, but I would say no, um, <laughs> I'm currently not in a romantic relationship with okay. anybody. And I don't think that's because I'm touring. I okay. think it's just um, because I am not sure I really want to do that right now. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I would say... Of relationships, yeah, <laughs> it's such a it's such a sticky conversation. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. I'm in love with with performing and in love with touring and playing. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of a relationship, I feel like I need to see the person. Right. Um, that I need to like be physically or not be physical with them, but be around them. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, when I come home from the road and I'm home for three days, all I want to do is just like rest mm -hmm. and not do anything um, right. and that can be difficult when seeing somebody when you come home and they're excited to see you and they say let's go out let's go do this let's whatever and you're just like falling asleep um i don't know it's give me more prompts here to work with <laughs> i'll give okay. you more detailed answers because that's a broad that's a broad okay well yeah i can give a little more detail say no or yes you know? right right absolutely right. well specifically like do you find yourself wanting to have that sense of companionship like when you're away do you ever find yourself really lonely when you're away um when i'm away i don't really find myself lonely because i have my bandmates you right. know and we're a family for sure and mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time together and we're all really good friends um but yeah, like the, you know, the other day I was I was home after I was out um, doing cons some consulting actually for a bar in Chattanooga, which was amazing. But I got home, flew into the gig on Saturday with you, mm -hmm. um, and on the way home from that gig, I was so exhausted, like just physically and mentally so tired. Mm -hmm. And all I could think about was, oh my God, I wish I could go home and put my head in someone's lap and have them just stroke my hair and tell me it's going to be okay. Aww, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what do I do when that I happens? That. I call my mom, I call my brother, and I'm like, I say, oh, guys, I'm going crazy. You know, it's only happened a couple times, you know, where you're just at your wit's end. And mm -hmm. all they tell me is, yo, go get a good night's sleep, and tomorrow you'll be ready to go back on the road, which yeah. they are absolutely correct about. Yeah. Um, so I would say only, you know, rarely am I, do I feel like I need the companionship of someone else in that regard? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at taking care of myself, but yeah. every now and then you do need that, that person. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, right. I, I mean, we're social beings. We are. So we're mm -hmm. meant to have, we're not meant to be islands. Sure. So, I mean, it makes complete sense. What is the craziest thing that you will say that you've done? The craziest? On a tour. On a tour? Sure, sure. Great PG. <laughs> I would say I can think of that immediately. I know exactly what to talk about. Um, mm. In June, early June, I had the most insane week of travel I have ever had in my mm -hmm. entire life. Um, I, we laugh about it now. I cannot believe we pulled it off. But um, I'll be brief about it. So with Dumpster Funk from New Orleans, um, we flew from Chicago to Durham. Mm-hmm to play a show that night in Durham. Mm -hmm. The next day drove to Wilmington, Delaware. Um, so six hours, seven hours, mm -hmm. um, played a show there that night. The next morning flew from Philadelphia to Denver, Colorado, played a show outside of Denver that night, went back to the airport, flew to Sacramento, California the next day, 
played a show outside three hours, four hours away from Sacramento in the woods in the middle of nowhere, drove back the next morning um, to Sacramento, flew to New Orleans for the evening, had a delayed flight and got to New Orleans late. The next morning flew to Johannesburg, South Africa, circumnavigating the entire globe. I have never been more exhausted in my life. And we just laugh about it now. The band, we just like, remember we did that? Like that was... That was insane. It was probably super exciting. Though. It was. It, it was, was probably so exciting. I will say it was, you know, it's one of those things where I see the travel dates and it's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, are we really about to pull this off? Yeah. But when you're done, you can look back at it and say, oh my God, I was at my wit's end having the time of my life with my bandmates right. and just seeing the world. And, and it's good to reflect on things like that. Oh, sure. So is that How like lucky one I am the... to do that exactly. kind of thing. Right. How fortunate I am mm-hmm. to be in that position. So is that one of the things that you do daily to prepare yourself? Like just mentally, because I know a lot of times for me, I have to mentally prepare myself for all the 8,000 things that I have to do. I would say absolutely. Mental preparedness is a huge, it's it's the only way to keep yourself from going crazy on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, When you are, when you, you, you have to leave it open as well for things to go sideways, for things to go wrong. You have to say something might go wrong. And that comes from keeping positive, maintaining um, an optimistic standpoint. Mm -hmm. I'm currently one year and whatever, eight months um, completely sober on public performances. So no alcohol, no drugs, no nothing oh, wow. um, behind the horn. You know, on the road like that, when you're playing a show and you're done at one in the morning and call time is five in the morning, so you have four hours of sleep if right. you left the club right then, you know, I'm not going to be under the influence. I'm not going to go, you know, get messed up mm-hmm. and then ruin myself for the next day. Yeah. So doing that and staying sober, I think, has definitely helped um, mm-hmm. in terms of physical well-being which helps with your mental well-being yeah um but and then when you're home resting properly right. you know just I, you want to go out and you want to see all your friends but mm-hmm. take care of your body you know yeah. drink enough water and Definitely. on the road i eat pretty healthy as well so. yeah absolutely but yeah preparedness is oh my you. gosh yeah getting back to mr wasili <laughs> um who actually inspires you i would say a, a lot of different people inspire me um i would say musicians that are traveling the world um, inspire me. Musicians who can make it work, mm-hmm. um, whether it be make it work meaning having a family at home and are able to, to mm-hmm. balance the, the constant balancing act of performance and home life. Right. Um, specific musicians. Well, I mean, we both know Marcus Carroll. Oh, yeah. Um, Marcus is a, is a dear friend and is a, an inspiring mentor for me mm-hmm. across the board. Um, he travels a lot. He manages a home life. He teaches. Right. Um, he is... A musician by right. definition, obviously, and um, um, I defer to him, mm-hmm. and, and I call him um, if ever I have questions about yeah. how to handle something. But yeah, I you know he travels and yeah. and gets paid to do it, right? Yeah, and that's that's what I want to do. I want to yeah. be around musicians who travel and get paid to do it. Yeah. I would say um, other other trombone players that I love in town, um, Brian Smith, mm-hmm. I love the way that guy plays right um he's inspiring to me his practice regimen is is inspiring to me my buddy ray mason in new york he travels and Mm -hmm. and, um, i would say mostly musicians that are traveling and able to play the music that they love yes um and get paid for it are people that are constantly pushing me to be better yeah like honestly going back to marcus like the thing that inspires me about him is that like i've seen uh, firsthand certain things try their best to knock him down and oh, he's sure. like yeah no that's not gonna happen yeah, no. you're not gonna knock me down I'm gonna keep on pushing and you know with his potty mouth he would have said it a <laughs> different way <laughs> oh, <laughs> he yeah. would have said it much differently than that Marcus but... if you're listening you know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> he would say it a much different way but yeah. he's like yeah no 
this is not going to happen. It's not going to work. I'm going to keep going forward and nothing's going to stop me. Sure. And that inspires me That's, about him. That is a huge part of it as well. Like, yeah. Nothing will get in his way. When we play as a horn section, um, I, I take his, you know, his level, his attitude of like, I'm the baddest dude in this room right now and mm-hmm. everyone is about to know it. Yeah. I love that. Style. Yeah. Like before... That's how um, my buddy Paris Fleming also inspires me, trumpet player who plays with the motet now. Mm-hmm. Um, before every gig, because he used to play in dumpster funk with me, before every gig, you know, we, 20,000 people or whatever, mm-hmm. both kind of just fist bump and say, yo, like, we're the baddest. We're about to go right. do this. You got to tell yourself yeah. that. And a lot of that for me comes from Marcus, for yeah. sure. So that, yeah. you got to have that mentality of people are here to see me. I'm going to yeah. give it give it all to him. Yeah. I'll kind of look to him a little bit for like a little bit of validation be like, was that okay? Yeah, was oh, that okay? Sure. Right. Are you sure? <laughs> I look to you for validation too. Right? Oh, when y'all man. are sitting there cheering us on and like, oh my gosh, I love it when you too. guys dance. Oh yeah, all <laughs> my, especially since you dance on beat now. Yes, <laughs> finally figured it out. Finally on the two. I right. love it. Yeah. Two and it's four. Exactly Come on. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, my gosh. So, um, one of the last questions that I have for you, what would actually be most valuable to you at this point? Most valuable. What makes you the happiest? What makes me the happiest? A full schedule makes me the happiest. Yes. When I look at my calendar, um, when I look at my September, and I see... This week, tomorrow, I'm in St. Louis, the day after, back in Chicago, day after that, Cleveland, then Indianapolis, mm-hmm. then Albany, New York, then New Orleans, then San Francisco, mm-hmm. I, when I, and then Australia. We're going back to Australia in three awesome. weeks. Um, yeah. We'll, so can I get in your suitcase for Australia? <laughs> Absolutely. I just need I'll bring an extra. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, when I look and see an exciting couple weeks ahead, mm-hmm. um, it's never a dull moment. And I see, you know, I think... Not only musically is it going to be great, but right. I think, oh man, this experience that I'm about to have, mm-hmm. um, either whether it's the drive down, you know, mm-hmm. like and hanging out with with you know guys in the bus or the van, right? Um, I can look ahead, look. I like looking forward to things. Right. I would say that's the most valuable yeah. thing. Is and of course, something I'm constantly working on is appreciating the right now as well. It's gratitude. Very, it, yes, gratitude Love is it. difficult, or it can be difficult to appreciate the right now. We yes. have so many things that are exciting happening in front of you. I, that would that would be what's most valuable to me is a full a full calendar. Yeah. Musically yeah. or not. Yes. Yes. That's important. I mean, it lo- it it validates you. It makes you feel sure. like you know I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. This is a good deal. Right. I'm about to have to go a great t- go have a great time. About to go get to do the thing that I love the most. Sure. And so it's like all of that wrapped in the one. It's like how can you lose with that? Right. You know. So I definitely understand that, and I'm on board with it. Um. So that's all the questions that I have sure. for you. Thank you for having um, me. No problem at all. Um, what would you like to leave with like younger listeners who may, sure. you know, not feel as inspired as you do, who may not be 15 and getting to pursue their dream? They might yeah. be 20 right. and just now 30, figuring 40, out 50, whatever, right, right. that they want to do this. So um, what would you say? I would say it's never too late. Mm-hmm. To get into uh, to to be passionate about what you want to do is never ever too late. The amount of people that say, "Oh, I used to play trombone," I say it's never too late to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. I say that's number one, and number two, um, things happen really really quickly, mm-hmm. like so fast. Um, and it's important to make the right decision and be able to make the right decision in the spur of the moment, right. um, which is why I call on my mentors all the time. Um, but yeah, have a mentor. Uh, be organized <laughs> when things happen really quickly and be able to handle yourself in that situation. And then um, it's never too late to, right. to pursue a passion. And yeah. you know whether or not you're getting paid for it, um, 
music or not, any any anything that you're passionate about, it's never right. never too late to follow it. Right. Right. And learn how to do it correctly. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And and submerging yourself into it is, is yeah. key. Dive head first. You have to. You have nothing to lose if you you know only you have everything place. to learn, nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Constantly, we're always learning. That's amazing. I'll take that for myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it and keeping yeah. it for myself right now. Yeah, so. it's gonna yeah. be awesome. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Before we leave, I just. I want to encourage everybody to continue to embrace yourself and the things that are innately you. Um, the things that are innately you um, are not things that you have to work at, not things that you have to make happen or have to um, kind of scrape up or imitate somebody else in order to be. Those things that are innately you are just you, period, point blank. And I want to encourage everybody to really embrace what is you. You know, whether being you is being a person who loves to smile or being a person who loves to write or whatever it is, um, embrace those things and really be grateful for those things. Of course, I say all the time to include um, steps of gratitude in your day, writing down things that you're grateful for and really taking the opportunity to recognize their place and their importance in your life. So I do want to leave you guys with that. Make sure you celebrate yourself and those things that are innately you and also give some time to your gratitude today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Sunshine Wiley. This has been the Sunshine State. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. You can also visit us at the website www.sunshinestate.com. Again, that is www.sunshinestate.com. Sunshine is spelled with an O. If you do want to leave any questions or comments or have show suggestions, please feel free to leave that as well. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody have a great week. Thank you for joining the journey to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness.